Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Goose and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Holti, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. Joko, the theme of the week is wheeling and dealing. How, how are you feeling today? I, I feel I had to get three Monster Energy drinks to kind of keep up with what happened in the last 24 hours. I'm yes, our... <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm Our fantasy talking. baseball league is feeling like the Pac-12 right now. We're exhausted. We're tired. There's trades. People might be leaving next year. People might be coming in. We're wheeling and dealing. Uh, it's an exciting time of year. And uh, speaking of wheeling and dealing, that brings us to the Big 12, the new look Big, Big 12. Yes, the first expanded conference, I believe, of this massive change of the conference realignments. We got four new schools, uh, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati Houston. and Houston. Thank you. I think there's only one school that's going to be maybe two schools worth of damn. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, UCF. Maybe. I hate to even you know, shudder that speak that into existence, but UCF could. Um. I don't know about not make a run to win the conference, but look bit no, better no, no. than they have. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Big Twelve Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy the absolute craziness of our conference because we're all delusional. Every single one of us in this conference is out of their fucking mind. That being said, I love how UCF is already pissing off every single person in this conference based on just Big Twelve Twitter. The UCF fan base, and I assume this is just because they've been the little brother of three different schools. So they're already going into this with a weird attitude. But they might be the most obnoxiously confident fans I've ever seen. I and I'm I'm honestly becoming a fan of them. It's uh yeah, they definitely are the irrational confidence school. Um I don't know, I'd say in the past ten years, they've really kind of made a run to be like number three in Florida over Miami. Um Florida and Florida State are pretty much always gonna be, you know, one and two in some order. Um, I mean, you're going to have your down years, but still overall, like to pass them, it would be like, it would take multiple national titles. I would, I would assume, but, um, yeah, I am excited for the, uh, I don't know, the, the non-logic side of college football fandom that seems to come with the UCF fan base. I love the extreme about like, Hey, we might win a national championship this year attitude of a school that there's no there's nobody even talking about it there's not even anybody talking about you making to the big 12 championship but i love the confidence of just no reason at all that'd be like i don't know the athletics going like hey we're winning a fucking world series this year yeah all all your fan base basically tells you about it i mean crazier things have happened i was just watching the uh johnny menzel doc and you know before his freshman year you know they were that was the first year in the SEC, and they were bottom of the Big 12 the previous year. And people were like, no, they can't compete. And then they did. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, if you have a couple special players, you can you can make that big jump. Um, I don't know that this UCF team has that, but we'll be interesting to see. Yeah, so here, let's get started. Um, which team do you want to start off with? Well, let's just start, start with the top half. Who Who's the winner right now? Unbiased and biased. Who do you have winning? I'm going to go into this with the most logic 
and non-biased talk of my, I guess, podcast life here. But that being said, I'm dead serious on this. Right now, for a conference winner for the Big 12, mm-hmm. it, Texas at plus 100 is a steal. Interesting. This is as lops. This should be as lopsided as like Georgia winning the SEC. Now, am I saying Texas is as good as Georgia? No. But this Big 12 conference is basically every single team is middle of the pack. Except yeah. Yeah. I mean, there hasn't been a really – Baylor's fallen off a little bit. TCU obviously is, you know, has been hot lately, but I don't, I don't see them maintaining that long term. Um, Let's talk about it. I mean, Oklahoma last year was a big flop. They went six and seven, barely made a bowl game. And honestly, they ended up with a losing record because of the bowl game. Kansas State, they lose their basically their weapon, uh, Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn was like almost 70% of the ball carries or touches on offense. So they lose that. They're going to have a whole new identity. They should be okay. I think this is the second or third best team in the conference. Okay. Texas Tech, uh, just off of first glances here, and I'll kind of break it down in a little bit. Texas Tech will be a weird, scary team. Are they going to lose four games that they should have? Yes. So that's why they're not going to be in the Big 12 Conference. But they're going to win games they shouldn't have. Let's say that. But they, they should not be in the picture, and they might accidentally win a few of those. Interesting. Uh, does Texas play at Texas Tech this year? Yeah. So let's start off with the first bowl that I think is going to win the whole thing. It is Texas. Uh, we play Texas Tech as our Thanksgiving game. So we got them at home. Last year, uh, we went to Lubbock. And like I said a thousand times on the show, weird shit happens in Lubbock. Nothing is ever explainable there. It just happens. Uh, Interesting. We had our backup QB. We didn't, the, the air smelled like, I don't know, oil and manure and shit. And just fucking white trash rednecks. That's 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 the scent that you get when you drive in the Lubbock. So weird things happen. Your scent, your mind isn't right. That is a dangerous place to play. And just you and you guys are also playing. Is it at Alabama? Yeah. So here's our schedule. We got Rice Week One, and they put this at like one o'clock our time on a Saturday on Sunday. Jesus Christ, that's going to be 110 degree weather. Uh, then we go to Alabama at Alabama. I, I'm I'm confident we can win that game. Interesting. I just don't think Alabama has reloaded well enough. I think mm-hmm. they've lost okay. their two best players. I mean, two of the top what top three picks were Alabama players, and they're gone. That Milrow kid, if you watched him against AM last year, was not good. That was the one game he played against a mediocre defense. He did not look good. Texas basically has 10 offensive, or all of our offensive starters are coming back. Our front seven for defense is coming back. We have a legit team that is all coming back and all kind of experienced. Alabama's empty right now. That's my thought. I really do think we will win that. I think we might actually even be favored by the time we get to Alabama. Ooh, right now, boy. I don't know what the line is. And that's week two? Yeah, week two. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I mean, eh, at Baylor, at TCU. 
which Baylor is on a rebuild right now. I don't know what Baylor looks like. TCU did lose a couple, their receiver, Max Dugan. Now, if we remember last year, Max Dugan didn't start at the very beginning. Uh, they had their quarterback now, and I'll flip to their page. Give me two seconds. Their backup quarterback up for Max Dugan actually started the year four, but then he got hurt and Max Dugan got a spot. Uh, Chandler Morris. He's not a bad thing. I, I mean, value play, if Texas does shit the bed, take TCU to win the division. I think that could be a really good play there. Uh, I think they're at like 21 to 1 odds. Okay. Um, and then you have Oklahoma and BYU and K-State at home. Right. Well, Oklahoma at home. Oklahoma's going to be in Dallas. It's going to be at the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Houston's not going to be that big of a challenge. I mean, I guarantee you when we go to Houston, we will outnumber their fans. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily like a road game. Yeah, I once saw Florida State play Houston as Houston was coming on in Atlanta, and I was shocked at how many Houston fans showed up. I was like, really? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that's uh, not the toughest stadium to play at. So I think worst case, by October 14th on their bye week, they are, what, at worst case, 5-1 and one or 6-0, and oh, right? I think worst case, 5-1. and one. Okay. And after that... Houston, BYU, Kansas State, all three of those are winnable games. All of those are depleted teams. TCU, I'm worried about because it's at TCU. We're never really good there. As a, I don't know if this is a going back to the Herman or Charlie Strong days, but we've never been good at TCU. Iowa State, we also struggle in. And then Texas Tech, we should win. Uh, it's at home. We're not going to Lubbock. We should absolutely pumple Texas Tech. Happens every... Three years, Texas Tech beats us once. The next year, we put like eighty on them. So over nine, over nine and a half is what we're thinking. I think because I think our line set at ten, ten and a half. Okay, sorry, I'm seeing over nine and a half on this, but um, oh, is it? Well, I would take that. I think worst case, we have two losses and we're in the Big Twelve Championship. Okay. But I do okay. legit see that there is an option where this team does go undefeated. As a, just, their schedule, they got, they got dealt a very easy schedule to exit the Big 12. Who do you see as the number two contender to Texas? I'd say Kansas State. Interesting, because I have them pretty high as well. Kansas State has another one of those easy schedules. I, I expect the, at the end of the year when we're looking at the Big 12 championship, it's Texas against Kansas State. Uh, reasons why I don't necessarily think Oklahoma's going to do well. They did get 18 transfers, but they got like 18 transfers from, I would say, smaller schools. Not like the big ones where they go from like USC to Georgia, right? Or Georgia right. vice versa. They got a bunch of like almost damn near JUCO transfers over there so i don't know if they, they're basically rebuilding what they lost in the transfer portal okay uh, their quarterback for the oklahoma sooners is still dylan gabriel i am kind of excited for that dylan gabriel revenge game against ucf in the middle of the season but i mean let's look at their schedule real quick they have basically there it's going to be a matchup where i believe they're undefeated going into texas it may be five and oh 
four and one once you're walking into Texas because they're going to beat Arkansas State. They're going to beat SMU. Tulsa's going to give them a run for their money. Tulsa's a scrappy club. Uh, Cincinnati is not back yet. I think that team is in a rebuild. They just lost their coach. Luke Fickle's back at Wisconsin. So that's my thoughts on that. And then they go and play Texas. And I'm pretty confident Texas will be a high favorite there. Yeah, well, but also you have to feel a little uneasy based on how the game went last year, right? Like, there's no chance that happens again. I don't think I don't think we'll put up forty nine nothing. I don't think we'll shut them out. Um, I do think we will win. I that defense is horrendous. That I mean, yeah. I mean, it's my, it's really is Oklahoma. If I could predict yeah. your losses, I would say they lose to Texas. They'll lose to UCF. They'll lose to Kansas. They'll lose Oklahoma State. Now, that Kansas game is if Jaden Daniels is uh, healthy. And I can talk about Kansas here in a little bit because that is going to be a – that's not the same old Kansas we know about. Yeah, I think uh, I, I would definitely go – I'm looking under 9.5 for Oklahoma. I would definitely go under on that. Um, you know, it's just I – don't, I don't see it. Dylan Gabriel is, uh, you know, slightly above average, I guess, as the uh, – College quarterbacks go, but the rest of the team, like you said, no defense, uh, not the greatest schedule, and you know they're a bit of a target. And when a target is having a down year, everyone, you know, Oklahoma goes to BYU. BYU is going to be, regardless of how their year plays out, is going to be ready for that game. I mean, it's the same target that we have that Texas has on their back. Oklahoma is still a well-known national brand. And for years, BYU fans, UCF fans will be talking about the day that they beat Oklahoma. Same with, I don't know, when Maryland played Texas. Texas was so much of a bigger brand. Maryland brags about that to this day, that they beat Texas in our worst times. You can ask uh, Florida State fans, you know, during the Jimbo era, like what was the biggest game? And it was (laughs) Oklahoma coming to us. And we lost that game, but it was an amazing game. Right. So, yeah, I, I... I don't think this is the Oklahoma Sooners we know and love. I think there's a lot of people on the over wins just because of consistency bias. Like, they've been dominant for the last 15 years. I just can't I, – I don't think they're going to get better than last year. That 6-7 and seven record was terrible. I think Brent Venables is not a good coach. I've explained that to y'all when he was with Clemson. I just – I'm not a fan. I don't think he's good. Well, he's supposed to fix the defense, uh, and we'll see if they make a turnaround this year. Um, Anything else on K-State? Uh, I like Will Howard. Will Howard's a stud. Um, I think this is like his fifth or sixth year as well. He's got one of those situations going on. Uh, Honestly, if I were to rank the Big 12 quarterbacks, I really do think it goes probably Quinn Ewers, Jaden Daniels, Will Howard, then uh, Dylan Brooks. Or I'm sorry, Dylan Gabriel. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, okay. Anybody else you can see sneaking their way into the top three? Into the top three? Um, I think we talked about TCU. I think that is a well-coached team. I think that they could do well without with the turnover they just had, and they can kind of readjust and be that next man up. 
Uh, Chandler Morris as a quarterback isn't a joke, but he isn't bad. He isn't great, but I do think he could be manageable. I mean, Max Dugan isn't the greatest quarterback of all time. He was able to manage that pretty well, that offense. So I think Chandler Morris can step in and do the same thing. Uh, Trey Sanders is running back for TCU as a stud. Now, TCU does have a pretty favorable schedule. Uh, do they, though? I mean, out, out of conference for sure. I'm looking at their first six. Colorado, that's probably going to be a win. Nichols win. Houston win. SMU win. West Virginia, I don't think they're back yet. Win. I always say it's a kind of a tricky barn. That should be good. They get BYU at home. Kansas State will probably be their first tough matchup. BYU and Kansas State, those will be good, tough weeks. Then, like we said, there's weird shit that happens in Lubbock. You never know what's going to happen there. And that's a Thursday game. So, Tech Thursday, Jesus Christ. That yeah. might be a... When the time comes, I might have to schedule my calendar, put an iPhone note to take Texas Tech points. Plus, plus yeah. whatever they have. Plus, uh, at Oklahoma... Um... You know, I'm just looking at their like home and away split there at Iowa State, at K State, at Texas I'm, Tech, at Oklahoma. I'm now backing off of what I said. I think TCU might struggle this year, but that could be a good team. Yeah. I think Okay. I think it's a better team. I think they just got now I'm looking back. They got probably dealt a bad schedule there. Now let's talk about your least favorite part of this. Let's talk about Texas Tech. Where do you put them? Um, I'm looking at their lines right now, and I think Texas Tech will be the biggest surprise out of this conference. Mm, you hate to hear it. No, I, I'm. I think they're the worst fans of all time. I just think they're all dumb. But <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked that this is an eight-win team. They went eight and five last year. They look at their schedule, and I'm just going to read it off for you. Wyoming, that should be a blowout win, even though they're at Wyoming. They have Oregon at home. What a weird matchup that's going to be. And we talked about them in the Pac-12, and I think these Oregon kids are going to be weirdly surprised of how bad it smells in Lubbock. <laughs> and they're going to have to plan it, and they're not going to be used to it. I... <laughs> what? I can't tell if you're just taking a pop shot at Texas Tech or if you're, it's a real thing. I'm dead fucking serious. I've been to Texas, the Lubbock area, Texas Tech area multiple times. And the fucking stench that, that town gives off is awful. And what I is it, like a, a paper mill thing? No, it is oil and cow shit. That's what the entire town smells like. <laughs> and if you ever ask anybody, why does it smell so bad here? They go, oh, it smells like money. And it, it's the most white trash redneck place of all time. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Anytime is Texas Tech at home, I will take Texas Tech underdog points right there. Because I'm assuming they're going to be a 13 to 14 point dog against Oregon, and I think they keep it within 10. Okay. Um, elsewhere, schedule is pretty favorable, right? Yeah, because then they got Tarleton. West Virginia's not that great. What I the hell is Tarleton? <laughs> Tarleton State is basically like our uh, as as a Texas born and raised here. That's kind of like the automatic school you get into. They just happen to be partial D one school football where the hell stevenville texas yeah i lived in texas from by the way for two years and it's not even that far from where i lived and i never have heard this yeah it's it's, if you grew up here joe you would have known what tarleton state is interesting yeah okay 
And ba- Baylor's going to be their first tough game, and that's a get-up game for them. They're that's kind of their rival besides Texas. Uh, Kansas State will be yeah. So if there's any, if I could pick out the five losses, it's going to be Texas at the end of the year. It could be UCF. I would say BYU and Kansas State, Baylor. So those are my five, and I think they may win one of those games. Okay, um, let's move on to UCF. Uh, you know more most... about this school than I do, but their over under of six and a half wins it seems a little criminal. I think that they should be a little bit respected a little bit more. I think so. I think um, you know, weirdly, uh, despite Orlando not really being uh, being a very weird town, uh, in the sense that like you know it's a touristy town. Uh, UCF has a decent fan base. Those fans are going to show up for those games. And um, I don't know. They're going to be super excited for the first year and some of these matchups. And, uh, you know, if a team isn't ready, they're definitely going to feel it once they, once they play UCF. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at their schedule. They have an interesting game at Boise State. Um, other than that, nothing too crazy, right? They don't play Texas this year. Yeah, UCF, by the way, last time they faced was 2021. UCF did beat them 36-31 in 2021. So, and that was at that was in Orlando. So I guess now that they're going there, I don't know. That could be an interesting game. I don't is Boise State back to being good or anything? I I haven't heard too much about them. No, I I mean I I think they're still you know one of the top two with their conference, but they they're not the Boise State that they were ten years ago. Holy hell! I didn't know Villanova had a football team. Yeah, Kent State, Boise State, Villanova, those are pretty winnable. And then Houston and Cincinnati, who knows? Probably could win both of those. Uh, they're familiar with both of those teams. Right. Um, I'm looking here. They have a really nice schedule, right? I mean, technically they do go at Oklahoma and at Texas Tech, uh, and they are at both the Kansas schools. And I'll tell you right now, I know – I'm willing to travel to Oklahoma to see the UCF Oklahoma game. I think that is going to be not necessarily like your college game day kind of location, but I think the Dylan Gabriel revenge game is going to be such a storyline that week that it's almost worth the watch at Oklahoma. And I would love to see UCF beat the shit out of them. Uh, yeah, they're over under six and a half. I see three wins right off the bat. I'm assuming they can get four more wins just by mistake because they do play Houston. They play Cincinnati, which I don't think Cincinnati is going to bounce back this year. They beat Cincinnati last year. West Virginia is pretty bad. So that's three right there that I'm assuming they'll win. Plus the Kent State, Villanova. And I want to see more. I don't watch UCF, and there's a reason why. Now that they're in the conference, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they could probably get all as, as high as nine games, but they could also probably end up with just five wins um, somewhere in there. It really just depends on how it plays out. But I think they match up really well with a lot of these Big 12 teams. So definitely excited to see that. Um, anybody else I'm looking on here? I mean, we haven't touched on Baylor. They've, they're definitely not where they were a few years ago. Um, I mean, that's they, probably uh, – we'll, we'll talk about Baylor real quick. I mean – they have a pretty favorable schedule as well. Just heads up. They got four straight home games to start off the season. Texas State, Utah, which will be – I'm sorry. Let's 
take that back. Utah should smoke him. Long Island University is probably to make up for the Utah scheduling. Then they go in Texas. So right now, right off the bat, first four games, two and two. Mm-hmm. Then they have to go into UCF. Then they play Texas Tech. So, I mean, they could be, what, three and three? Already a 500 team out of the Big 12? Then emotionally, you kind of think, like, what's the fucking point? We just need to get three games to get a bowl. I'm looking at Baylor's over-under here. I'm sort of leaning the under seven and a half here. Yeah, it feels like, uh, I mean... I don't know. Do they do they have anybody who can make plays and you know win games for them? It feels like they're just kind of average and they don't really know what they have. So not someone I would be picking the over for. Uh, Blake Shapen Jr. is coming back as quarterback. Uh, it's I mean it, it's really just and but this is Baylor every year. They have a kid that nobody really gives a shit and knows about, but then they surprise the hell out of everybody. I do think yeah. I just I would love to say like I think this team bounces back from a six and seven win record last year. I just think their schedule kind of screws them. Um Okay. Who do you have for the worst team in the conference? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, interesting. I only say that because I mean typically it's usually Kansas. They're they're usually a one win team. But Kansas has Probably the second-best quarterback in the conference right now. Um, But back to Cincinnati, I think them and West Virginia will compete against each other. I just think it's very unfortunate. A a lot of those kids that went to Cincinnati have transferred out. They have three offensive starters returning. They have six defensive starters returning. This is Scott Statterfield's first year coaching. Uh, it's 10th overall in the coaching program as a head coach. But that being said, they get Eastern Kentucky. Hopefully they win that. They play at Pittsburgh. They play Miami of Ohio, which is probably one of the top three MAC teams. So they could give them a run for their money. But then I think Oklahoma, BYU, Iowa State, Baylor, Oklahoma State, UCF, Houston, in that order could beat them every single one. So this could be a two-win team this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if things go bad, they could go real bad. Um, Honestly, they got lucky for they're not going to play Texas, Kansas State, or TCU. So they avoided that. But I really do see that this is going to be a downward spiral team. Okay. Interesting. Um, You don't think that West Virginia could be the doormat instead of Cincinnati? Give me two seconds on that because I could change my mind really quickly because after watching West Virginia play last year, I kind of gave up on them. Um, I'm just looking at their schedule. So they have at Penn State for one of their out-of-conference, at UCF, at Oklahoma, at Baylor, at Houston. Uh, West Virginia gets Pitt, Texas Tech, TCU, and OK State at home. Uh, As far as, like, the the non-conference goes... Duquesne is basically their one guaranteed win. And, you know, they do play yeah, that, BYU and Cincinnati. That that might be a... Um, that might be their one. Because 
I don't know. If you, did you watch that Pitt uh, West Virginia game last year? No. It was an incredible game. It was the like week zero, like primetime game. I think they ended up losing by a touchdown at the very like last second. But that being said, I just unfortunately I think West Virginia is struggling. Uh, they're starting off with a new quarterback this year. No more JT Daniels. It should be Garrett Green Jr. I don't know too much about him. Yeah, this... I have I have nothing on West Virginia other than that I think I see them as a doormat in Cincinnati one step higher, but um obviously it could go either way. Right. I, I think these two will compete for it. Uh another team that I think is not that awesome is Houston. So I'm probably taking the under on them as well. So I think those are the bottom three teams. Houston's win total this year is going to be what is it on the line? Four and a half wins. I wouldn't feel I'd feel comfortable taking the under on that as well. Okay. Um, what about uh, I mean, big picture? It's basically just you know, obviously, if everything goes right for Texas, they could compete for their national championship or a playoff. Um, everybody else is probably just competing for the Big Twelve. So I think uh, any a good year, uh, like a disappointing year would be if they're like nine and three and not in the Big Twelve championship. That would be a very disappointing year. Or I'm not. I'm sorry. Yeah. For yeah. Texas, that would be like my end of the world. I'm not mentally capable of speaking anymore. <laughs> that being said, uh, I wouldn't like if we're talking about like college football playoff appearance at plus three twenty. I think that's not very valuable. I think when it comes down to committee time and there's a two loss team versus a one loss team, and I'll, like that could be kind of odd. Mm-hmm. But I, Texas does have a schedule that's win quality is like, okay, they hung in with Alabama or they beat Alabama. I think that will help them out a lot. It, it just depends on the situation. I think the commit, I, that's going to be, I, I, I got a feeling at the end of the year, we're going to get screwed. Definitely possible. Committee. It, in some way or possible, I think that's something that's going to happen or we get upset by tech in a weird, devastating fashion. Something weird's going to happen. That's Texas football for you. It's just one nonstop heartbreak after another. So I don't necessarily like the three to one odds. I would just stick with the over nine and a half. I can't believe that's as low as it is. Okay. And any Heisman potential in the conference? Uh, no. I honestly, I would love to see Quinn Ewers do that. I don't think he will. I think. So here's the thing with UT football and Quinn Ewers. I think the best thing that happened to us last year was B. John Robinson. Now he's gone. Yep. Did you ever watch The Office? Oh, yeah. So, like, B. John with The Office is Michael Scott. Now that Michael Scott's gone, the show's still decent, but it's not going to be nearly as good as it once was with Michael Scott. That's the way I'm looking at it. I think Quinn Ewers is going to still be... I, I think Quinn Ewers will be talked about as, like, a... First, second round pick for the quarterback draft next year. I just, I don't want to put him in the Heisman talk. I think I might be jinxing myself there. I think there's better candidates. Because I, I really do like, uh, hell, Jaden Daniels for uh, LSU is being talked about a lot. Jordan Travis. I like the Cade Klubnik kid. He's an awesome Texas boy. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., those those four that I'm kind of leaning around saying, like, I'm willing to sprinkle a little bit of money on each one of those. Quinn Ewers, I feel like there's going to be too much 
too much negative about him already, even with our own fan base. It's not like we can sell him to be a Heisman. We can even sell Bijan to be a Heisman. True. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. Well, anything you got, I guess, for today's uh, baseball slate? Yeah, I placed a couple bets. Uh, let me get those popped up real quick, and I'll kind of explain myself. I did a kind of a keep it simple, stupid parlay that is yep. going to blow blow up probably any second now. But I went with the Phillies and Brewers, both playing terrible teams. Then I added the Rangers to it as well. Uh, Jordan Montgomery's been pretty good as of late. The Athletics have been at the Athletics. So we got that going for us there. So I do think those should be easy wins, but nothing's ever that easy. Um, I like the Blue Jays. Team total over four and a half. I think they're due. Pretty good. I'm trying to find the exact reason why. My computer. Uh, they got Gosman going against uh, somebody. Logan Allen. Logan Allen. I don't know anything about Logan Allen. Well, he gives up runs. That's why I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but what can he do? He can give up runs. Yeah. Uh, um, other bets I like, and I'm I'm going back to the, my first five innings bets. I'm tired of getting burned in the. I mean, the Orioles walked me off last night on the, or the Astros walked off the Orioles on a grand slam or t- go ahead. So that pissed me off. Uh, Twins minus a half. I like over against Fido and the Tigers. I think the Twins should score at least a couple runs in the first five innings. They should shut out the Tigers. Um, I like the Braves by half a run or minus a half in the first five innings. I like Max Freed. Pirates okay. really rough against lefties. Yeah. Then for my sure. favorite pick of the day for just a total kind of shit show. The Cubs and Mets. Give me the over nine. Both teams have been scoring like crazy lately. I feel like that this is going to be a good seven to six type of game. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a little. You've gotten my, you've piqued my interest on some of these. Uh, let's go ahead and look at these first five they, here. I have three props that I kind of like. Um, just because the last. 10 games, they're hitting about 90% of the time, so I kind of want to keep riding that train. Uh, Joey Menendez with the Washington Nationals to get a run or an RBI. I like Jake Cronenworth with the Padres to get over one and a half total bases. He's been getting around two to three a game. On average, give me Adley Rutschman to get a run or an RBI today against the Astros. My dog. Uh, Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much my uh, parlay for the day is just Braves Rangers. Just keep riding it, uh, you know, playing two not great teams, two offenses that can get you out of big holes, as they did yesterday for Atlanta. Uh, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm not seeing anything so far as far as uh, no score in the first inning. Let's see. Yeah, and I don't know if the game started yet, but something else I kind of like to do, and I kind of flirt with the idea. Uh, I'm on this Marlins-Reds game, and I am doing a ladder bet. I have two plays. I have a ladder parlay. Johnny Cueto to get six strikeouts. Ashcraft for the Reds to get six strikeouts parlayed together. That is uh, plus 789. So this is kind of a long shot here. Ooh, I like that, though. But then I also did it to where if they get seven strikeouts each... It is basically 25 to 1 on. So I put $5 on the first one, 
two bucks on the second one. Just a little long shot lottery tickets. We didn't win the Mega yeah. Millions, so we got to go back to the lower level <laughs> parlay. No. <laughs> My group chat uh, started off today, and they're like, oh, the Mega Millions was one in Florida. Did anybody check? Um, and, and my tickets are in my car. So I was like, oh, they're in my car. I better go check. And then they were like, it's sold in Newport or Neptune Beach. And I was like, all oh, right. Well, I guess I don't need to go to my car and check. But uh, that, no. I don't got much. I usually don't on baseball. I feel like um, that's kind of a travel day and lineups are a little weird. But I do feel good about the things we did pick. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, um, that's all we got. We're going to probably do the ACC uh, this weekend or SEC, whichever one you want to oh, do. Up to you, man. I think we maybe should do the SEC just because uh, the way things are going, the ACC may not exist <laughs> and leave that one for last. Uh, so the we'll, we'll do the SEC. So boring, though. Oh, all right. Yeah, let's do the ACC first and we'll go to the SEC. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe. Tell all your friends about it. Let us know if you are BOTG, boots on the ground. Uh, And we will talk to you guys later in the week. Yep. Later, guys.